0: I think the biggest thing in terms of avoiding burnout is do nothing time. You know, I don't even want to call it rest, right? I think what we do is we categorize everything that's not work as rest. And it's just not true.
1: Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. That's indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Welcome to the Brands at Book Show, where we help creative service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davy Jones. Today's topic is burnout, how to avoid it, and some tips for dealing with it if you're already in a season of it. I've alluded a few times on the podcast to a season of burnout that I've recently experienced that honestly just lasted a lot longer than any other season of burnout that I've ever experienced. So I hope that some of these things that I found helpful will be helpful to you all if you're in or nearing a similar season. As always, be sure to check out the show notes at dvandkrista.com for the resources that we mentioned during the episode, and we want to hear from you. Let us know what kind of content you'd like to see on the Brandset Book Podcast as we move forward. To leave your feedback, just send us a DM on Instagram at dvandkrista. Now, on to the episode. All right, here we are. Finally feels like summer.
2: Oh my gosh, I saw that it's going to be 96 96- on Saturday at 97 on Sunday, which it's not normal where we live from May.
0: I don't know. I mean, we occasionally have a, a hot day like that in May.
2: I mean, I feel like a month ago we had snow. So <laughs> This is true.
0: This is true. I'm all about the hot weather.
2: I am not.
0: <laughs> I don't mind sweating.
2: Yeah. It, you were like the only one. <laughs> you and the people who would live in Arizona. I would much rather
0: it be hot outside than cold. But anyways, that's not what we're here, we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about burnout.
2: Which I'm excited to talk about because I feel like it's so prevalent, not only in the creative industry, but I feel like in the workplace in general, especially after 2020. I feel like so many people got hit so hard with 2020 that they just feel this strong sense of burnout.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I think personally, I feel like 2021 has been my biggest year of burnout, you know, as long as I can remember, really.
2: Which is kind of surprising because I feel like most people would say it was the previous year.
0: Yeah, no, I feel like for 2020, it was just kind of like, well, we're in this, you know, you kind of got to buckle up and and get through it, Mm -hmm. you know, and then 2020 rolled around. It was like, you know, just going. I just wheels turning, I think, continuously so long, you know, Which is interesting. And and I've talked about it a little bit on other podcast episodes as well. Just this sense of like, you know, waiting for things to, you know, quote unquote, get back to normal, you know, thinking I just have to keep going until then. And then realizing that like, you know, it's not like this massive shift that things, you know, just all of a sudden click back to, you know, how they were. Right. Right. And you just kind of settle into this new normal. And I think, you know, some of the things that we're going to talk about today, I just got out of the habit of doing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely excited to talk about it, especially just because I feel like it's you know, I sort of have a fresh perspective on this having so recently, you know, gone through a season.
2: Right. Yeah, I'm excited to chat about it too. Do you feel like there was any one thing that contributed the most to Feeling burnt out, or do you think it was the pandemic?
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think obviously just the extenuating circumstances of mm-hmm. 2020, which are pretty unique, you know, I think that's what really kind of threw me off. I think in general, I'm pretty do- good about doing a lot of these things, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it just sort of crept in. I think what was interesting about this, though, is I just felt pretty out of it, I think, in a lot of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually I feel like, you know, I might have a month where I feel uninspired or tired or, you know, whatnot. Right. Right. So usually it's not for months on end. But yeah, I think what we could do is we could chat about just avoiding burnout first, you know, some of the things that we have in place that have worked well for us, and then some of the things that we do to deal with burnout. Okay. And there's definitely going to be some overlap there. I think a lot of the ways that we deal with burnout are some of the, you know, by doing and implementing some of the things that we, you know, put in place to avoid burnout to begin with.
2: Right. So what is one way that you think people can avoid burnout?
0: Well, first, you know, have you ever had a season of burnout? Shortly. I feel like you just don't, <laughs> you know, like you just always are moving forward. I have it's
2: definitely I definitely one of the have things I admire about you. I definitely have seasons where I feel uninspired, but they're really short. I feel like in general, I'm pretty good about just seeing my to-do list and getting to the stuff that's on my list, even if I don't feel super inspired when I'm creating that. Like yeah. I was working on a new site the other day or I was just a, a few hours that I needed to put into a project and I just did not feel inspired. I just was stumped. So it happened, but it only lasted a few days and then I got out of it. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is so, so maybe, maybe you can tell us what the secret is at some point in this.
2: I don't know. Maybe it's my personality type. I know you hate that answer. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. What personality type are you?
2: An Enneagram type one, an IS, TJ,
0: yeah, I feel like it has less to do with the enneagram type being an enneagram type one, yeah, and I feel more like, to do with the ISTJ. Yeah,
2: I feel like the perfectionist might put me into like a funk, and because I get stuck on perfectionism. But yeah, I think it's maybe the ISTJ, and it's been so long since we talked about Myers Briggs. I don't remember exactly what what it, what it is about the ISTJ that would make me be able to keep going. Sure, is it the T?
0: Yeah, you know or the I think J. It's not, I think it's a combination of things, but yeah, the T, J.
2: Because I remember when I took the test, I was a 97% J, which is like as strong as the J gets, yeah.
0: so. Yeah, we should revisit that. For anybody listening who's interested in personality type stuff, one thing that we have our team do is take the 16 personalities test. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a free it's a free test, pretty short. I think it's just 16 personalities. If you Google that, it might even be 16personalities.com.
2: Right. I think everyone on our team is a J. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: Which is not super surprising. No. You know, although you argue that sometimes I'm, I'm a pee.
2: You just look like a pee in comparison to me.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. But anyways, back to avoiding burnout here. So I want to go through, you know, just how to avoid burnout. And we'll talk a little bit about dealing with burnout. I think the biggest thing in terms of avoiding burnout is do nothing time. You know, I don't even want to call it rest, mm-hmm. right? I think what we do is we categorize everything that's not work as rest. Okay. And it's just not true, right? I mean, like- I mean, I I... think
2: of rest as like sleeping.
0: Sure, sure. (laughs) Yeah, or just like, or sleeping or napping or Uh something like that. Um, Netflix- you know, or just like binge watching TV, you know, and not that those things, you know, aren't maybe, maybe once in a while you have a rainy day and it's Saturday or whatever and you, you know, sit down and you watch an entire season in the sitting, right? Maybe that's needed, right? (laughs) I
2: mean, that doesn't happen since we have kids. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But
0: boy, being so I'm not saying that, oh, no one can find that restful. But I think that we throw all of those things into rest and I don't necessarily think that those things are truly restful. Okay, I think, you know, having time where you. Like your mind's not consumed with something, you know, so actually putting your phone away and not checking it, not just kind of going on to the next thing, you know, and I think, you know, that can be combined with things like for you, I know you, you know, well, both of us, we really like gardening, you Mm -hmm. know, so being out in the garden, you know, cell phone free, doing stuff that we don't feel like we absolutely need to do. But we just want to go do it, oh, right? You know,
2: like deadheading flowers or weeding the garden, which are pretty mindless. Like you don't have to put too much thought into cutting off the, a dead flower or pulling out a weed.
0: Yeah, but I think that there's a, you know, a risk for people to come out of the weekend and feel mm-hmm. like, well, you know, I just feel like I'm going right back into the grind. Like mm-hmm. you know, work stopped on Friday, and then I had all these chores or these things to do, or I filled all my time, and then they don't actually feel rested going into Monday. Okay, So that's why I hesitate to just say, oh, well, you need to rest, right? So I think people just need to be intentional about, okay, what is rest actually look like for them? Like if they could, you know, between Friday and Monday, Mm -hmm. right? If they, like what, they have to ask themselves, what is it that's going to make me feel like, you know what, I just feel great going into Monday.
2: So can you be our example? So do you feel like this past weekend was restful?
0: You know, this past weekend wasn't a good example because we had a funeral on Friday, uh-huh. so we did a lot of driving. You know,
2: what about um, Sunday?
0: But in general, yeah. yeah, I think I think pretty restful. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you took out that like kind of first part of the weekend there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be pretty restful. And you know, I mean, it just in, it involved going to mass on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Or actually, we went to mass on Saturday night this we weekend, did. right? Mm-hmm. Typically, we go to mass on Sunday morning. But going to mass on Saturday night, we actually got to wake up. A little watch, later. Yeah, a little bit later, which is like seven for us. <laughs> I got <laughs> the to watch cotton so play, you know, yeah, Davey, uh, some Premier League. Um, Davey
2: is a hot Spurs fan.
0: Yep. So got to, got to watch a little Premier League soccer and then jumped into things that I wanted to do in the yard. Mm-hmm. You know, we just got a new set of bees. So, you know, going out and taking care of them with Jack, mm-hmm. we got Jack a bee suit this year.
2: You'll have to post that on Instagram because it's like, he looks so cute in it.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Well, I mean, that kind of stuff, I, I feel like I was, I was rested going into mm-hmm. Monday, but there are other times where it's like, I feel like I have a ton of chores to do mm-hmm. and then Sunday rolls around and I'm not quite done them. And then I'm, I haven't really, you know, like stepped back and been intentional with my time. Right. And I feel like Monday, oh man, I'm tired. And now I'm going into, you know, the work week.
2: Yeah. For me, I feel like I need a mix of creative projects. So like if you follow me on Instagram, you might've seen that I just stenciled the walls of our bathroom. So that was a creative project for me. I really like to paint. I really enjoy working in the garden. And then probably unlike you, I need a very clean house. And so I feel like even though you may not think it's restful, for me, sometimes like vacuuming. Not the clean house,
0: (laughs) but it's like, you know. Does did we have to vacuum right now in all of our free time? <laughs> but know. anyways, I will say like in terms of rest on a weekly basis, like there needs to be a pattern to it. Like you need weekly rest, right? You know, I think even daily you need daily rest, but certainly on a weekly basis you need rest. And then in addition to that, I think like significant vacation time, and I don't mean significant in the sense that like, like take oh a month you have off. to take a month off mm-hmm. or something like that, but by taking a week off. Right, I think every time we take a week off, by the end of it, like I'm feeling like, oh man, I want to get back to work. Mm -hmm. You know, and not in like a oh I really need to get back back to work way, but just by separating myself, you know, I feel you know maybe a little bit more excited when I get back. Usually, it's like when we're on vacation that you know at some point during vacation I'm not really trying to think about work, but at some point I'm like, oh, you know, that's an idea I should try. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I do think you know, hands down, taking at least four days off at a time it can be really helpful
2: yeah you know? I think so too
0: so that first one I want to categorize as sort of rest but like I said I think there's some nuances there you know I think you know spending a ton of time on your phone spending a ton of time in front of the TV I don't personally believe those are restful right you know I don't have the empirical data to back me up right now but I, <laughs> I I'm pretty sure that I could make a, a pretty good case for that as well right the second thing setting work boundaries. This is something that I've talked about a little bit on routine podcast episodes before. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I've done recently is I've taken Slack, which is our team communication tool, and email off of my phone. Mm -hmm. And that alone has been huge.
2: Do you feel like you're missing out by not having those?
0: No. You know, I actually think it makes me more productive. And I've heard other people say this before, and I just really didn't, you know, believe them. Because in my mind, it's like, well, if I could just handle things as they come in.
1: Mm -hmm. You know,
0: right. Like that will keep me productive. Right. But really what happens is, you know, I get a Slack notification on my phone. I see it, you know, while I'm out and about. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I forget about it, you know. And so when I get back, I'm like, oh, what do I have to do? And I'm trying to trying to remember. Whereas when I sit back down at my computer, you know, I go through. You know, I have a routine in, ter- in terms of what I'm doing. You know, if I have a certain task to do, I just dive into it. But if I have to get organized, right, I go through my email inbox and I take care of all of those things right then. Mm-hmm. And then I go through my Slack inbox and I take care of all those items right then. Right. And so I think it makes me, you know, a little bit more responsive to people who are trying to get stuff from me. Mm-hmm. And then two, it just makes me more productive because my work time is when I'm sitting down at my computer. It's not, you know, when I'm outside and I'm doing chores. And, you know, I'm getting the Slack notification. I'm not trying to do both those things at once.
2: Right. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. But I think mental, like just from a like anxiety level too. Mm-hmm. you know, just from like a, you know, mental health standpoint, I think it's been pretty big for that as well.
2: I have not taken those off of my phone, but I'm also not as good about checking them or as you, mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah. I will happily leave all the bubbles there and then check them when I get to my computer. Yeah. That, that is
0: crazy to me. You people who <laughs> can just leave a thousand bubbles, like those red bubbles on your phone. I don't have a phone.
2: thousand. My inbox it, gets cleared out pretty much oh, every day. Psychopaths. Um, that's But right. I don't look at my phone, my email once the workday's over. So for that, us, uh, that's about 3 p.m. when Jack yeah. gets home from school and I just don't look at it. And then I have a lot of text messages muted, especially like your family text, because it could be a thousand notifications in a day.
0: (laughs) Sure. Well, you know, the other thing that that helps me too, I have a laptop, which is just, I mean, as you know, it's necessary because when we travel, it's easy to bring our computer and all that. Right. But with that said, it's also easy to, you know, for the laptop to find itself down in the family room or whatnot, Mm -hmm. for me to check things really quickly. So I have a pretty solid rule that... The laptop stays in my office. Mm -hmm. So I try, I really try not to bring it out of the office. And that helps too. You know, it's like, I also like how our office is over our garage. Right. Um, So it feels, you know, kind of, I mean, it's obviously not a far distance from the rest of the house, but it feels like a lot to come back in here just to check something real quick.
2: Well, you can only get to the space above the garage by a set of stairs that is in our mudroom. So it's not like connected to the the other upstairs. And I
0: think that's helpful, like not having things right there. And, you know, I mean, all of these rules can be adapted, right? I mean, if we didn't have this set up, you know, and our office was much closer to like the kitchen or the family room or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you could take your laptop and put it in a drawer, you right. know? But I think putting it out a sight really helps. Yeah. Yeah. Something else that's helped, you know, just from like a anxiety standpoint as well is I got rid of coffee for Lent. Yes. You know, or we, caffeine we, rather. We I got both rid of did. <laughs> yeah, well, you did because it's just easier to make one cup of, of decaf, decaf in, in the, the morning, morning. right? So, Which some of-
2: people are probably like thinking I could never do that.
0: Oh, but I'm like, I mean, anybody who knows me well, knows that I consumed an outrageous amount of caffeine on a daily basis. You
2: did. You would have a couple cups of coffee in the morning and then you would do your pre-workout, which is like so many cups of coffee that if you gave it to a friend, you would like warn them that they might be jittery.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, and and plus like noon tablets and things like that. So but, much. So Lent, that was tough. That was unexpectedly tough. Well, I it was think. tough
2: for like a week. And then I feel like- Oh, this- for
0: me, it was like I had a headache straight for a week. I felt tired for probably two weeks Mm. and then I feel like I didn't really, my body didn't really truly adjust until like the last two weeks of Lent.
2: Yeah. You were consuming a lot of caffeine though. I was only having one cup of coffee a day. And so for me, it was like a week of headaches and like feeling sluggish and then it kind of wore off.
0: But honestly, like I'm so glad that it, you know, whatever, you know, 44 days, right. Mm -hmm. Um, free of caffeine because by the end of it, my energy levels have been so much better. I don't crash in the afternoon anymore. Right. And in addition to that, when I I had a cup of coffee shortly after Lent ended and I, I realized. I don't even
2: think we had a full cup. I think I did half, half, decaf. Yeah, half decaf.
0: half decaf, half caffeinated. But still, even with that, <laughs> I felt so anxious. Yeah. And I just realized like, oh, wow. This is how I used to feel almost all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, not like, I don't know how to describe it. So I won't, I won't, maybe I should do a whole nother episode on giving up coffee, but (laughs) uh, point being is that made a huge difference as well, just in terms of energy levels. And yeah. So you have uh, to
2: tell people what you're drinking now though, because it's kind of
0: weird. (laughs) Well, it's just mushroom coffee. Yeah. Which is apparently a thing, you know, but it has less caffeine in it. mm -hmm. Um, And so it has some other things that are supposedly good for energy that aren't as aren't like a, I guess, drug-like properties like caffeine. Right. Yeah. So anyways, back off of caffeine, setting work boundaries, I think, super important. I think also having something else besides work, you know, having hobbies. Which you
2: talked a little bit about when we talked about rest, because we kind of use some of our hobbies as rest.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, this is interesting too, because I've always had hobbies. Like this is not, you know, I mean, just thinking about this last season, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, well, I, ha- I had a lot of hobbies and I was still burnt out, you know. Right. Um, I still think it's important to have hobbies. I think in general, like having something that you can look forward to that's not work mm-hmm. um, is important.
2: Yeah, I think yeah. so too. I know for me, that's like time with our kids or like I talked about gardening or painting. I enjoy reading. And so those help me clear my mind from work because I'm focused on something else.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I like running. I like gardening as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I especially like being outside doing chores with Jack. Uh, That's been really fun this past season as well. Always having a fun work project.
2: Mm -hmm. And did you take this from Google and their Uh 10% time?
0: Well, you had this when you were working right out of college. You were working for American Bible Society, and I think they had this We We stole it from Google. Okay, yeah. 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 And they called it the 10% project. And the idea is that you would use 10% of your time on sort of this side project Mm -hmm. that you wanted to do right you know and I I think that's sort of ingenious and always having something like how much more motivated and productive I am when I do have something where I'm like oh you know as soon as I get done this I can move on to this other project right that's fun and so we had some fun farm fed box updates that we recently rolled out and it was just fun like doing a few things we hadn't done before and learning about you know implementing those Mm -hmm. Um, so just as an example so I think that makes a big difference I really like that
2: And the 10%, I think, can also at Google be used for learning or education. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what you described now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and just along those lines, like one of the things I have up on my board here, I still need to record a YouTube video on like how I organize my day, but I have three sort of categories, exercise, learn, and fun. And I try to make sure that I'm hitting each of those boxes every day, Mm -hmm. right? I really do think that when I'm learning something, even if it's not specifically related to work, it just keeps me fresh. You know, and I, you've talked about this before, too, just staying creatively fresh, oftentimes meaning doing things that are not related to our industry. Right. You know, whether it's looking for inspiration specifically in places that aren't in our industry mm-hmm. or just like reading a fiction book, you know, that that helps keep you creative.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: So... Something to consider is coming up with a 10% project. You know, to Chris's point, it doesn't have to be 10% of your time. but That's just what it was called, I think. Right. Yeah. All right. So those are primarily the things I think that we use to avoid burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, you know, outside of this past year, and I think there was extenuating circumstances, not only with 2020, but moving to, you know, if you look on like top stressors, <laughs> right, moving's usually on the list somewhere.
2: Having a baby. Yeah. Having a baby
0: <laughs> and moving to a completely new place where we don't necessarily have much family here. Adapting right? And you you adopted
2: like a hundred pets.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. You know, all of a sudden, yeah, I mean, just kind of living a a very different life than we were living before. And I think I didn't realize how much stress that can put on me. And, you know, obviously stress has sort of a negative connotation, but, you know, just with all those changes, they just, I just didn't anticipate it. Right. Yeah.
2: So you talked a little bit how to deal with burnout. So do you have some tips for people who might be in the midst of burnout now?
0: Yeah, yeah. So we you know, I think a lot of those things that we just talked about, mm-hmm. if people aren't already doing those things, like if they're finding themselves in a, in a season of burnout, and they're not already doing some of the things that we mentioned, like rest, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, like if you can, if you look at your schedule, and you're honest with yourself, and you realize, yeah, I'm actually not taking any time for myself. You mm-hmm. know, it might be as simple as like, hey, getting into a weekly routine where you have a day or two, that are not work related at all, Mm -hmm. you know, in addition to that, like times during your day that aren't work related at all, you know, the first hour of my day is not part of my work day. Mm -hmm. You know, this is time for me, you know, to do my quiet time to read, you know, but it's not part of my work day. Right. right? And I think it's just a good way to start the day. And I would encourage people like to start their day that way, because by the end of the day, it's much harder to control what's going on in Mm -hmm. your day. Right. You get up early. No one else is up. You know, and if the other people were up, they all want that time for themselves anyways. That's so you're true. not getting emails. You're not getting messages. No one is placing any demands on your day. So on yeah. a daily basis, I think building in some rest in the morning is key.
2: Yeah. And like, even if you were going to go through your inbox, you could do something like Boomerang to schedule your emails to go later so that you aren't getting replies that yeah. early.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I think looking at different parts of or different things that we just talked about and implementing those. One of the ways that I found helps me deal with burnout mm-hmm. is making a big routine change.
2: OK, so can you elaborate on maybe a way that you've done that in the past?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think starting to wake up at 4 a.m., mm-hmm. you know, and basically at the time I was waking up at like 6, 630. Right? Yeah. And going from like six, six thirty to consistently waking up at four. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big change. Right. And it requires, you know, it's not just a matter of waking up at six. I mean, waking up at four, if you're going to wake up at four, that mm-hmm. means you got to be going to bed probably around eight if you want to stay healthy. Yeah. Right?
2: So when people ask us about this, I feel like that's their biggest question. Like, what time do you go to bed? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, after a while, like, I think when I first started doing this, I kind of miss like, oh, staying up and watching TV and things like that. And I just don't miss it anymore. Mm-mm. You know, I don't, I just don't. Somewhere along the way, I just, something that I stopped missing. And I don't, I just find that like my days are so much fuller, mm-hmm. not necessarily just more productive, but so much fuller, you know, just kind of cutting that out. Right. right. And not using that as my quote unquote rest time. Right. Because right? it
2: didn't really feel all that restful. And there's yeah. so much research about screens contributing to lack of sleep. So,
0: yeah. And exactly. And if, you know, just kind of going back to what I was talking about with caffeine, mm-hmm. right? Like caffeine gives me sort of an artificial energy. Right? right. And having cut out caffeine, yeah. So, sure, in the short term, you know, I, I really missed it. Mm-hmm. But, in the long term, I found that my energy levels were so much better when I didn't rely on that for that artificial energy, Right. you know? So again, I'm not saying, oh, everybody should be getting up at four, right? And get out I, TV
2: and don't yeah, have and I, <laughs> I We have good
0: friends who are, I'm really looking forward to seeing this weekend, who have like the opposite schedule as us, you know? They'll sleep in late, but they're up, you know, like- To like
2: one or two in the morning. Yeah,
0: sometimes working, you know, it's- Yeah. Yeah, and it works for them, mm-hmm. you know? So I do, there's definitely a science in terms of like people's natural- Sleep rhythms and all. Right. But point being, for us, like that, that really works. Mm -hmm. And I think making that big routine change really helped. And so when you make a big routine change like that, if you change one thing in a big way in your day, typically other things have to change too. And I think that, you know, in committing to that, it just breathes a freshness into your week that really helps potentially with something like burnout. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's a really great point.
0: Yeah. And so that's really the only other thing that I kind of mentioned as like, you know, if you're feeling sort of uninspired mm-hmm. um, and I know, you know, from a habit perspective, like if you're trying to build a habit, they often say, okay, we'll start small. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're trying to get healthier, we'll just stop drinking soda, you know, and replace it with water. Right. I think in this case, especially if you're just dealing with a stubborn season of burnout, mm-hmm. making a big sweeping change for me in the past has worked.
2: Okay. So next time you're in that season, we're going to have to figure out another thing to change.
0: Yeah. I'll start sleeping in till noon. I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah. So, but anyways, I hope this is helpful. would love to hear from people if they have different tips.
2: Yeah. If you have any other tips for dealing with burnout, avoiding burnout, feel free to comment on our Instagram post. We'll have an Instagram post that goes up with this episode.
0: Yeah. Definitely let us know. And as always, you know, as far as topics go and things that you want us to talk about, definitely, definitely let us know that as well.
2: Yeah. Thanks for joining us, guys.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to Daveyandkrista.com.